two areas of improvement for Anthony Richardson. There's no better way to get better at football than playing football. So if you want to... Taylor's going to finish it! I've always been confident in my abilities. I think, you know, I'm a guy that can go out there and I always believe in myself that I'm going to get open and, and make the play if they throw me the ball. The third. Ryan end zone shot for Pierce. He caught it! Oh, what a... Hello everyone and welcome to the Colts cast. We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. He is Jamal Lawrence and I am Eric Smith, your co-host of the Colts cast. Go ahead and hit that like button right now if you're on YouTube. Helps get this video to other Colts fans out there. And if you're not already, become a subscriber. Ring that bell so you never miss an episode. All right, Jamal. Anthony Richardson. We're back on our we're back on that guy. Back on we are. We are. Our number four overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. No more QB musical chairs, everyone. We got our guy. We all know Richardson has that size, that strength, athletic ability, speed, whatever you want to call it, because he has all the measurables. He does. He really does. Generational talent. Uh, But what must he do to hit that extremely high ceiling, you know, to become a better passer? What are the areas of improvement for the new potential franchise quarterback? We're going to talk about two areas today in which Shane Steichen and company must help develop to take Richardson to the next level. But before we do, a word from our partners over at Manscaped. Baseball is back, and I know everyone wants to hit a home run, but you can't do that when your untrimmed bush is starting to look like Wrigley Field. Get your game on point with Manscaped, and you can start scoring on and off the field with their top-notch grooming products trusted by 8 million men worldwide. Grab some Cracker Jacks, a hot dog, and the Lawnmower 4.0, and let's play ball. Don't forget to use the code ColtsCast for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. To start off, the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is getting hyped as the Mike Trout of trimmers. And after using it, my confidence level is sky high in and out quickly to get the job done in just a few minutes. Something that Rob Manfred can't say about anything. Come on, guys. We all want the Manscaped down there, down below. Jim, your bat and balls with Manscaped to get into the MVP discussion this season. Most valuable player, of course, with the code ColtsCast. For 20% off plus free shipping at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code ColtsCast at Manscaped.com. Jamal, what is the first area of improvement for Anthony Richardson? This one is one that I've been harping on for a while now, Eric. I think people know it. Um, Some people don't want to admit it, but I think it's one we have to talk about. And I think it's clear that Shane Steichen, Chris Ballard, Cam Turner, our quarterback's coach, and Mr. Jim Mercer himself feel like it's something that can be fixed because they wouldn't have wasted a a number four pick in the first round on him. If it could be fixed, I'd like to think. And that would happen to be his accuracy. Eric, when it comes to his accuracy, the the biggest question we have to ask ourselves is, how long do they expect it to take to be fixed? Is it one year? Is it two years, three years, etc.? That is the question at hand. I don't think they have any question on whether they can't fine tune some things around him to make the accuracy improve. The biggest question is how long? So when you think about that, we think about Cam Turner for a second here. Uh, he was he used to be a coach for the Carolina Panthers back in 2017 when Cam Newton was there. I think it was Cam Newton's uh, uh, largest rushing year he had when, back in 2017, as well as he was a coach for the Cardinals for 2019 to 2022 with Kyler Murray, leading Kyler Murray to the Offense Rookie of the Year. And safe to say he has some experience with quarterbacks who can scramble, quarterbacks who can throw. All right. So I, I'm I'm down with. 
I'm down with some Cam Turner. And he even made it clear during some of his um, interviews, his press conferences, interviews, saying how he's here to try to work with, with what he has and develop the playbook around the players that we have coming in. So I'm excited to see what he can do uh, with a young mind with Shane Sykin. But going into accuracy, Eric, more importantly, what we're talking about today, there are some players in the NFL who we think about when it comes to accuracy trouble in the NFL. And everyone knows the names I'm going to mention. Mr. Josh Allen himself, who completed just 56% of passes his junior and senior year of college. Then his rookie year of the NFL dropped down to 58 or excuse me, 52.8%. He hit his peak in 2020 at 69.2. That's a 17% jump from his rookie year from in the NFL. And of course, a 13% jump from his college days to now, or excuse me, to 2020. Then we look at Mr. Lamar Jackson himself, college stats at 57% accuracy. Um, and then we look at rookie, his rookie season, 58%. And his uh, massive increase is 66.1 his second year. So, Eric, when you ask yourself, what do these two have in common? Hmm. Both teams tailor their offense to the quarterback. Both these teams figured out a way to make their quarterback better by tailoring the, the playbook around them. So he understands the game. He can read the playbook. All he has to do is uh, translate what's in his mind to what's on the field and the form of pass. And it'll take some time. It will take some time. But I know he can do it. Uh, you have to practice to get better at your craft, Eric, and to, to hold him down after 13 games he started, roughly, is it, pretty rough. I mean, that's that's a hard thing to base your entire per, uh, perception of somebody on in a negative way, after only 13 games. So I think it's safe to say with some time on the field, he will get better. Um, and it's, it's going to take a while, but there are some things he can work on to help that accuracy. Number one is his mechanics. When I think his mechanics, his footwear uh, is and will continue to be an issue, especially when you have an arm like he does. Guys, when we think about someone like Cam Newton or Anthony Richardson, who can just get the ball and throw it downfield, they use that upper body to just sling the rock wherever it needs to go. They don't really worry about their footwork because that's, that's not so much an issue like for someone Peyton Manning who had to use all his leg drive to get that ball downfield. Um, Richardson's best passes are when his feet are planted and he follows through with his back leg. And a lot of times what he does in the pocket, and I'll go a little bit more into this when I talk about his pocket presence here in just a couple minutes. What he does is he stands there, he steps up into the pocket, and then once he finds his read that he wants to go through, he slings it. And it's just not the most accurate because he's just literally flicking his wrist and putting the ball where he wants it to go. And for our audio listeners, I'm putting that once in air quotes um, because it's where it he wants it to go. Well, it's where he anticipates it going, but it doesn't always get there because you still have to use some body control to get a ball to where you want to go. Um, anything you want to say about that, Eric? Uh, just to jump in, uh, we, we bring up Josh Allen a lot. He is like one of the only anomalies <laughs> to actually improve his accuracy out of college. I know a lot of people are going to probably say that and think that uh, Lamar sure. Jackson also another. Um, so we're being cautiously optimistic with that just because I actually thought Josh Allen was a bust like his second year in because I knew his first year was awful. Second year, I was like, this man's not going to get good. Then he broke out. Lamar Jackson, I kind of knew like – I mean, he had a just dynamic playability. Um, so cautiously optimistic about his accuracy uh, increase from that. But uh, also, yeah, his his days at Florida, I will defend you, Jamal. Like, 
I mean, it what he had to hit the ground running with the new head coach, you know, his his first year that he gets he gets the reins to the offense. So he has to learn a new offensive system. Um, it just, you know, yeah, like you said, it's it's a young guy. So um I do think, and I don't know if you can name any Jamal, but wasn't a lot of pass catching talent at Florida while he was there. Agreed. I mean, the last guy that came out was Kyle Pitts. I can't, I mean, maybe I'm ignorant for this, but I can't really put names on Florida pass catchers because they didn't go to the NFL. But anyway, continue. Yeah. No, I think that's a super safe thing to say, man. And and that's another reason why you can't really hold a whole lot against him when it comes to that because talent around you, it's just not there. It's just not there, um, especially for a team that's, that produces the kind, the kind of talent they do year, on, year over year. Um, so you'd like to see him have a better chance while he's there. Different, different story for him now and this with the Colts. Uh, but I want to touch on pocket presence here for a second because I think that's another big thing that it goes it goes hand in hand with his footwork. Um, one thing I noticed from watching a ton of film on him is he's he's always moving in the pocket. It's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing because what he does, <laughs> what he does in this pocket is he takes his drop back. You know, his five step progression looks good. Then he steps up in the pocket. Any pocket quarterback at that point would stay there and kind of let the pocket continue to fill out and make their next move well richardson does is he continues to step up in the pocket and step up in the pocket and step up in the pocket all of a sudden you're like oh shit there's an offensive lineman's head in my face or b there's a defensive lineman's arm in my face and what does he do at that point he throws the ball without using any footwork any hips slings it and with the defender in his face and guess what? The ball's overthrown. The ball's underthrown. The ball's thrown to the left. The ball's thrown to the right. There's an interception because he's throwing it to double coverage. So these are issues that if he can learn, if they can teach him to remain calm in the pocket, because there are plenty of plays watching this film in Florida where he remained calm in the pocket and he was able to release the ball where it needs to be. Another thing about his pocket presence that I think it's, it's, it's kind of sloppy and he'll have to work on as well is, again, when it comes he kind of bails out sometime when it doesn't need to be he'll bail out and put himself in harm's way so if that defensive end is coming out or coming up to you you don't need to bail out let let your tackle do his job and take him where he wants to go and you can step up in between the tackle and the guard position theoretically obviously you're not going to go past the line of scrimmage but you can step up into to that that gap they have there and make your decision but what he'll do sometimes is roll out following that defensive end, and he puts himself in harm's way. Now he's making a bad throw. Another one for us, what he does a lot is he will just move to where the defensive linemen are going. And I don't know whether that's just because he's just, again, he's hyper-focused on what's going on downfield. B, some inexperience that he has. You know, these are these are issues that can be fixed when we teach somebody what pocket presence is. And I think he's going to have to do a lot of moving because we know how our O-line was last year. I think that the O-line will make an improvement. However, I'm not saying that they're going to be 2021 Colts offensive line. So he will be forced to move this time around. There will be very awkward situations for him. But this is why I think that he's going to have to take that knowledge he has because I know he understands the game. I know he understands how the pocket works, and he has to implement that into the game. And you know how you do that, Eric? By slowing down you have to slow down and he showed that progression throughout his tenure last year at florida if you look at game one versus later on in the season he kind of learned how to okay and, and what i like about him he doesn't truly make the same mistake more than once in the game 
I, I can tell that once he's taught or once he's told, you know, or he looks at the, a quick film sheet of it, he, he makes an adjustment in the game. Now, I want to see these NFL coaches take him to the next level and make the adjustment starting from day one, because I know that's something on film that they see day in and day out. Oof. I like how you broke that down, man. Pocket presence. Yeah, pocket presence. See, I'm I'm iffy about pocket presence. Sometimes I feel like it, it's just like that's some that's a talent. Like you either got it or you don't. I I do think he can probably make some slight improvements into it, but like he does get bouncy in the pocket. Um, like I won't say he's CJ Stroud handles pressure, uh, but he he definitely, yeah, he he moves around in the pocket when he doesn't need to. Like he'll have a clean pocket and he'll just start moving around. So I definitely agree. Um, but yeah, hopefully his accuracy does improve. But second area of improvement that I really think he needs, decision-making. So I think that's a work in progress for him. I think part of it is his lack of experience. You know, 13 games across three seasons at Florida. So it, it, it's expected in a young QB. So nonetheless, we see lapses of good decisions in his take. So there's a few aspects of decision-making that I kind of want to talk about today. Um, the first is the pre-snap and the post-snap reads. So, you know, for example, when you're facing cover two, cover three, man coverage, et cetera, the quarterback has to be able to read what what's out there and know where to pick apart the scheme at its weakest point. So Richardson, I think he needs to do a better job at reading defenses and anticipating blitzes, things like that. You know, how many defenders are in the box have they overloaded the strong side? You know, why are both corners lined up on, on, on the line of scrimmage? Oh, I'm probably getting man coverage maybe from that. Or maybe they're going to press coverage, you know, press them. Got to worry about timing issues now. Uh, or, hey, why is that safety entering the box? What, what's he planning on doing? Could he be blitzing me on the weak side? Do I need to slide the protection over? What if I put Michael Pittman in motion? How does the defense react? Like all of these things. And he has to react. To these things in seconds you know where are my potential mismatches and i feel like these are really the basics you know where like a, a not a casual but just a fan like us can can kind of break down but take for example the great Peyton man so good at the line of scrimmage right it just felt like he controlled everything like he was the the operator the I, I don't know what other word we should use, the, the general, the floor general. I mean, he read the defense perfectly, it seemed, and would call the right audibles, you know, when he, when he got to Denver, Omaha, Omaha. So you have to account for game prep, too. And this falls on the entire offensive staff, not just Richardson. Like, what are they doing behind the scenes? So a lot of work to be done, um, but I think that kind of comes with time, comes with experience. Uh, look, if, if I, you know, as a fan can decipher what's going on, then Richardson should be able to as well. But what really happens in the NFL at a high level is you got defensive coordinators who know how to hide their true coverage. They bet they basically mix it up or, or, or put it under cover. For example, four, four defenders, extra defenders just dropped into the box. I'm thinking, yo, they bought the blitz the shit out of me. I only have two seconds to get the ball out now. The ball is snapped, and all of those extra defenders in the box, they drop back. They just drop back. Drop back in the zone. Okay, that blitz look just changed everything. But Anthony Richardson, or whoever's on their center, has to be able to just 
break that down to dissect it right there. Okay, sees him drops back. Okay, I can do this play now. So, wow, quarterback's job is tough. Like <laughs> that's that's why it's the most important position probably in any sport. But you know, now now we're getting the post snap reads. So who is my first read? Okay, progress to my second now. Let's work through those progressions. Where does the defender have leverage? Inside or outside? If no one is open, should I throw it away or take it off? Because I'm that guy. I'm Anthony Richardson. I'm one of the best runners already in the NFL, right? All of this has to be processed within seconds. So Anthony Richardson has to improve in those aspects dramatically to be successful. And that that might seem like a lot, guys, but I, I think we're only scratching the, the, the tip of the surface, whatever the idiom is. <laughs> Uh, another one I think is going to be big is eye discipline. So can he manipulate coverage with his eyes? You know, a great quarterback can use his eyes to move it, move the defense, put his receivers in a better spot to play. Like think Tom Brady. He's really good at that. I've seen Richardson at times, plenty of times. He'll stare down his first read and lock in on them. This is in college, young buck, but I'm just saying he stares them down. So he's just asking defensive backs to come in and intercept, pick six, pass breakup, any of that, which happened in a few games last year. Um, you know, I, I I wouldn't pin the hero ball mentality on him like we did Carson Wentz, uh, but there are times where Richardson does force balls in the double, double coverage. And again, young buck, Carson Wentz, a little older buck. Uh, but yeah, it, if you want some... Want some uh, film to watch? Go go watch the Florida versus Kentucky game last year. It it was a very bad performance for Anthony Richardson. Guys, we're not trying to knock him, but we are trying to explain what he can do to fill out that potential. Um, accuracy and decision making have to make the top of the list, right, Jamal? Oh, absolutely, and that and that's why I even said at the beginning of the show that you know I, I can guarantee you there's no one on the Colts staff who would have said. We don't think we can fix this. We still want to pick him number four. You know, like that. That's just not the way it works. Right. These are issues that they saw. They knew what they knew what time it was, and they signed up for this. So they they have a way to to better him for this. And whether that be maybe Ryan Kelly taking on a bigger role of that pre snap presence. I mean, his job as a center, you have to be able to read coverages. You have to know when to you know tell your line to to provide a new a new shift left shift right or whatever the case is. I mean, Jeff Saturday did it. You know, every every good cornerback or excuse me, every good center can can talk about slide protection and then figure out what's going on at the very baseline in front of them. He's the first person to get to the ball. So whether that means they're going to rely on him, whether that means that they're going to, you know, I, there, there's so many options they have that I think that it's not going to be Richardson. Here's what you must do. And that's it. It's going to be we're going to we're going to build this thing around you. We're going to figure out who can help elevate you to the next level. How can we worry about these zones? Or Because there's going to be someone spy him all the time. You know that they're going to they're going to spy mm. him in, until until they can. Or maybe maybe they don't. Maybe, maybe they that's, don't. Yeah, see, that, that's what we think is going to happen. But I bet you on a lot of plays, they are going to drop him down like he's a spy. And that man's going to drop back in the middle of the field or and go into the flat. Something something. Yeah, I, I'm telling they. They're going to play with his mind and yeah, because there's some good defensive coordinators in the NFL and, and, you know, a rookie quarterback. I mean, he's going to have some bad games. Um, But like you said, Jamal building blocks, you know, year one, I want to see this year two. I want to see this year three. I want to see, 
yeah, it, it's yeah, it's gotta be yeah. a straight lineup. That's what I want to see, and that's Absolutely. what Colts fans have to realize. Like, yeah, we're not content, we we're not contenders right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're just not. Um, it would be a huge surprise if we made the playoffs. To me, in my humble opinion, I don't know about you, Jamal, but it yeah, would be a dramatic surprise, and I'd be all here for it. But like, <laughs> but. I'll I'll say this. We've never seen a prospect like Anthony Richardson, jaw dropping athleticism, every physical detail you'd want in a quarterback. And he's got all that. So if you clean up these areas and probably a few others, like we're talking top 10 quarterback. Oh, we yeah. really are. If he polishes this thing up, makes it look hmm, makes it look nice. I'm telling you, in a few years, they'll be talking about him like that. So oh yeah. Shane Steichen. And you, you talked about yeah, you talked about Cam Turner too. I liked that you brought him up. Look, Shane Steichen though developed Phil Rivers, helped develop Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts. So like, you want to talk about the utmost confidence I have in Shane Steichen in this in this in this coaching staff to get Anthony Richardson in the right direction and follow that trend of those three quarterbacks? I'm on board. Oh yeah. So look, two areas to improve for Anthony Richardson. And we're hoping it, it it comes to fruition because, guys, we got ourselves that guy. That's going to be it for us, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Colts cast. We are live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back next time to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Take care. <laughs>